Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? Or in the case of today, we're interviewing who? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and my guests today are the co-creators and executive producers of My Dad, the Bounty Hunter, which is a new Netflix animated series. They're Everett Downing and Patrick Harpin, and full disclosure, I'm very excited because Everett and I have actually known each other for a pretty long time. He was there at the beginning of my career and actually set off a chain of events that led to me losing a daytime Emmy to Dora the Explorer, but was excited to be nominated. Anyway, they have a wealth of experience in the animation industry, being from Pixar and Sony and Blue Sky and, and all over the place. Very excited to welcome them for my dad the bounty hunter and without further ado here's we're interviewing who how are you i'm good how are you i'm good i'm good it's great to see um, you you too hi patrick also uh if you can't tell everett and i know each other <laughs> he he mentioned that okay. he didn't mention that good to meet you i don't even this is like so formal but not okay hello guys hello um everett i don't know if you know this but you are the reason i got my first official animator credit really yeah, over at Sesame, because of the thing with Pete. Oh, yes. That's right. So, my question to you both is who are the people in your lives who have unexpectedly led to pathways opening up for you that led to this eventually? Ooh. All right. Oh, you know what? Very big person in my life. He was my instructor in college. His name was Luis, Con uh, Luis Contreras. He unfortunately passed away last year. Uh, I love that man. He was like my muse for a long time. He's the one. I credit as being responsible for my love of storytelling and my love of story. And he was actually freelancing, or he was actually a, a storyboard artist, lead storyboard artist at Big Idea Productions, which is doing Veggie Tales. And after he saw one of my assignments, he suggested that I go apply for a job there. And I ended up working under him. So he kind of gave me my first break in the industry. So Luis Contreras. I would say I had a, a woman that was, Sally Nevels, who worked in my high school in the guidance office, and she worked at the front desk, and she helped because I wanted to take art classes at the university, and oh. but they didn't want, they were like, no, we feel you shouldn't do that. You're going to lose the flow, um, and they are like, haven't you considered the armed services? And I was like, that's not, I want to do animation. Like, that's anim quite an extreme uh, <laughs> yeah. divergence of career path yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah. And there's something, you know, my friends all did that. And I was like, there's something wrong with that. But I was like, I want to do animation. Like, that's what, and the school was kind of like, eh, maybe. And she was like, all right, I'm going to tell you how to do it. And she told me how to like get around them and basically take figure drawing classes at the university. So, which were, cause it was free. If you had used, if you had taken all the ones that were at the high school, they only had two art classes. So because she kind of helped me get around that, I, that's what helped me get into CalArts. Um, and that basically launched everything for me. There we go. What is the most stressful situation you've been in with your families that you had to keep your cool during? Wow, these are tough, these are tough questions. Oh man, I don't know if I want to bring up some of them. <laughs> I, get, I, got, I got one I could say. This was when we, it was the ice storm of 98. That was, it was, we got no power for days. My dad had a broken arm. And oh, wow. yeah, and it was, it was tough. And it was like, my mom and sister were kind of freaked out. My dad's like, Patrick, I need you to like, you know, be strong. <laughs> like, and it was like, definitely like, it was real. It was like, you know, we didn't uh, just like candlelight and everything for it, putting the, putting the meat in a cooler and putting it in the snow. And like, um, it was definitely, yeah, it felt like the end of the world or something, but like, that was a stressful one. <laughs> I, I had a, Pretty stressful one recently. <laughs> this one is very dramatic, but this is so my in-laws are living with me now, but for, but first they were not. 
we were living in Chicago. This is like right before the pandemic. And ended up, my wife's father ended up getting having a stroke. So then we ended up having to like go and take care of him. But because of like the timing and everything, I like I had to take care of the girls. So like, I, I was only able to visit for a certain amount of time. Then I had to take the girls back here to LA while my wife took a couple weeks off and I played uh Mr. Mom for about like four four weeks or something like that. So that that initial part was extremely stressful, but um we got past it. Okay. So we're gonna see all of this in season two. Is there's gonna be a oh. high schooler scene and then I'll be like, ah, <laughs> and then we're also gonna see shuttling back and forth between some sort of end. No. <laughs> you will get much more earnest answers that I so I thank you for that. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, very sweet of you guys. Hey, we'll we'll we we go deep. We yeah, yeah we go, we go, we go, great. We got, um, other because- we got other injuries, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, what's the most grievous injury? No, um, oh, but okay. but actually, well, uh, hopefully this is a little lighter, but what crime do you want a bounty put out on you for? Like, how do you want to go out in a blaze of glory? Ooh. <laughs> that's, a, ooh, that's a good one. How about I'll be a union agitator. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. And it's on brand. For sure. <laughs> I was going for something ridiculous. Like I wanted to steal a tank or something like that. Ooh. Like. You know, You're a or, or, or a jet, like, you know. I mean, we so. can also open up our imaginations. This could be like a space-related crime. You know, it's this is anything. No holds barred. Oh, this is, mine's a space guild I'm trying to get. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a mining guild from Dune or something. Yeah, you know, you got, you're going to go. <laughs> we're doing hard sci-fi here. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yes, awesome. yes. I was there this morning. I heard all the, this is not, not cool. to me. This is a little joke here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> just, a, sure. just a tiny bit, just a tiny just bit. For sure. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. But speaking specifically about the show, you know, there's this really interesting mix of visual styles. And Everett, obviously, I know you have that in your background, but how did you guys decide to balance the 3D with the 2D and, and all that? Like, where is where do those conversations happen and how do you compromise on it? Yeah. I, I think when we came in, we, we had a very specific sort of like idea in mind. When we started, you know, we brought on like our, our production designer and our art director very early like so Yuki Demers and Alex Kostat. And we had a like a lead character designer at that time, Brandon Wu, who was doing some amazing stuff. He had done our poster before and we really liked that look. And we kind of wanted to stay in that world, but we wanted to like push it, right? Like, hey, you know, it, it was a little bit flatter. And um, so we wanted to like really kind of, you know, see how far we could take things, but we didn't want to take it too far. We wanted the characters to be able to like, you know, we knew this was, even though this was fun and jokey, there were going to be some dramatic stuff. So we really, the, the character, you can't push the character design that much if you're trying to, to go for something that feels grounded. But it was really easy. Like once once we sort of found that, we ended up uh, inviting Andrew Chessworth. He got, he became a part of the group and he brought so much. Like he was able to like really and, ground those characters. And I, I wanted to add too that we kind of, you know, the style of the show, it's very kind of Tony Fucili, Incredibles, yes. like, you know, where it's not, it, it's in that lane, but we felt like it kind of needed to be like the, the main cast in CG. You don't really want to go super crazy designs. It's like, we wanted people to empathize with them and be able to like connect with them as like top. That was kind of top of mind, but with the 2d, we could kind of get a lot more graphic. And it's funny. Cause like, that's more how I draw. Like it's like in the 2d stuff, like that's, but that's like that's like better than my drawing that's like that's like with chess andrew chessworth polish uh but like but yeah we could kind of 
go a little bit more, okay, you already know these characters. Now here's a, here's a memory of them. Here's an interpretation. Um, and we're definitely influenced by like Franco-Belgian comics, um, a lot, just that, that sort of graphic French style, a um, little bit of spl- little splash of Mignola in there. Um, it, it's, it's funny if you, you bring up like Puccini, because like he was like a really big influence of ours. And it, now that I think about it, two of the things we we pointed to a lot in terms of 2D and 3D, it was like we pointed to Iron Giant a lot and we pointed to Incredibles a lot. So it yeah. kind of makes sense. And I think you see it in there, right? Yeah, it also, again, this is cheating, but a little deep cut. It gave me like the Mojo comic vibes a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like I was like, I see, the, I see the roots. I see the roots yeah. here. Okay, so my last question for now is, what do you admire most about Terry? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I'll give you like the, the cheesy answers. Like I, I admire how much of a good daddy is. But uh, the real part of me is like, I admire that hair, man. Like, I, <laughs> I, I want that hairstyle, dude. Living out the fantasy. <laughs> man, I wish. Like, not, not, not on my best day, you know. I, I admire what, or I guess maybe it's like what I'm proud of about Terry, I guess I would say is I'm proud that he's not just like a dumb dad. Like that, that was like a thing like that. My dad would always complain about He's like, why are there all the dads on TV dumb? Like, why don't they, any of them, like, can they be a little bit smart? Can they have something going on? And like, you know, Homer and like, you know, and I love Homer, but it's like, for him, he was like, he was like, man, like, or married with children. And uh, so it's like, I like with Terry, Terry's smart. Terry's like, he's, he's still making mistakes. He's a flawed human being, but he's trying. Trying. He's not like, he's not like, oh, the kids. Yeah. I forgot about them. You know, it's like, he's, he's someone that you feel, I feel like he's smart enough to where people could see themselves in him. He's not, I'm going to coin a term. He's not a dimbo. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. I've heard himbo. I've never heard dimbo. That's well, that's because I've not heard dad, you know, a dumb dad before, but now <laughs> it's a dimbo. It. dimbo. <laughs> it's not it. a dimbo. Thank you both so much. I hope this is not too cheesy. I'm so proud of you. I'm so oh, excited. That I can't believe we're getting that like interview at an official junket. Patrick, I don't know you. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> you know what? Thank you. <laughs> All right. I thank you both. It. All right. Huge thank you to Patrick and Everett for joining. My Dad the Bounty Hunter will be out on Netflix starting February 9th, and you can already watch the entire full first episode for free on YouTube. And if you like this episode, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.